Hey, podcast listeners, this is your humble host, Michael Smalley, and I just wanted to take a moment of your time before the show gets going to remind you about our online membership. It is an incredible resource to help you build a better relationship where we have taken all of our best video series and converted them into online courses. You can check out how to become a member at smalleyinstitute.com. Today, we are going to talk about money. Now, I'm sure that none of you listen have ever experienced conflict over money, right? (laughs) Oh, that's right. Like, basically every couple fights over money. So this show is, you know, maybe a waste of your time, which, which is why we found some pretty profound quotes about money to make sure you stick around and listen. So, for example, this is graffiti on the side of a building. And, and the quote is, money can't buy love, but it can buy sheets. I like sheets. <laughs> or by Ani DeFranco, a very uh, prolific singer-songwriter, uh, wrote, he who marries for love without money has good nights and sorry days. <laughs> <laughs> or, oh, I know why you chose me to have this quote. It's the person's name. This one's going to be tough. <laughs> By Ali Mbululo. Hey, I think I got it. Yeah, I think that's how you Mbululo do it. Mbululo says, love is like money, hard to find and easy to lose. Or uh, Christopher Marlowe says, while money doesn't buy love, it puts you in a great bargaining position. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. I am your humble host, Michael Smalley, along with the co-hosts, of co-hosts seth johnson (laughs) there we go baby so how excited are you that we're going to be talking about money oh just elated because you have so much of it (laughs) right this is really going to push both of our buttons money's not a hard conversation with me because i don't have it so (laughs) maybe we need to start finding a sponsor for our dozens of listeners we should maybe if the listener would let us know who they are so we could get a tight demographic we could go after like a specific company I'm thinking it would end up being, I don't know. I'm not even going to say because it was going to be totally inappropriate. <laughs> right. Somehow it's going to offend someone. <laughs> I know. All the listeners are like, well, you're not getting any more. <laughs> so money is one of the top conflicts Yeah, for couples. Definitely. It's usually money, sex, or sex or money. <laughs> one, one of those four. It's, it's usually, it's in the top three for sure. And we actually got a question from a listener recently who is struggling. And, you know, this is going to be a difficult transition because what she has, her specific issue with her husband is pretty intense. Right. And so before we kind of completely unpack her need and, and, and answer it, not just for her, but for anybody who might be in her same situation, it's going to be really important to listen to. I wanted to start with more of a general conversation about why couples fight about money, right? And we talk about this a lot, Seth. One of the things that couples experience or learn in a Reignite Marriage Intensive, which is that one-on-one program for couples in crisis, is that 
what they think is the problem is very rarely the problem, mm-hmm. right? So why don't we test Seth's knowledge oh and has he ever paid attention to anything <laughs> on the show? If finances aren't the actual problem, then what might be the problem? Ooh, well, it's clearly a button that we're looking for. <laughs> you looked at the notes finally. <laughs> <laughs> really? You don't know this offhand yet? Well, I off the top of your head. Well, I thought you were looking for a specific button. No, not no a specific buttons. button. It's about buttons. Yeah, it's about buttons. Oh, we said what might it be about? You're doing that thing right now where you're like, yeah, right. I knew that <laughs> exactly, and you didn't know because clearly I'm never wrong. <laughs> have we? <laughs> Look, we've talked about this. We have established that. <laughs> so that's important, though, right? Yeah, because if you and Shauna or me and Amy or you listening and your spouse, if you're constantly talking about money or finances, you're talking about the wrong thing. Yeah, you need to be talking about your buttons, which your buttons. (gasps) Uh Oh, he had an idea, folks. Can I do a promo for our smart device app? Yeah, do it. All right. Hey, listen, it doesn't matter what platform you're on, folks. I was going to say fellas, but that might probably more women listen so it doesn't matter if you're on iOS platform or or Android or even does anyone have a Windows phone anymore? I don't know. Why I are just, you laughing at me? You said iOS. iOS. <laughs> what is it? It's just iOS. I heard it differently. I see it as iOS. Well, being a gentleman who used to work for the company. Oh <laughs> just tell you. It's it's iOS. <laughs> And once again, Seth is never wrong. <laughs> and that's why he's a jerk. And why Shauna me? cries herself to sleep nightly. Hey, no. It's for a different reason. <laughs> so iOS, yes. Android, Windows, even Amazon. I didn't know they had a platform, but apparently there's an Amazon phone that a few people bought <laughs> and are regretting. But it doesn't matter what device, big phone, tablet, Whatever it is, just go to your app store and search for Reignite Your Marriage. Reignite Your Marriage, and that's spelled R-E-I-G-N-I-T-E, Reignite. Hey, well, a way to spell on the spot. I know. Reignite Your Marriage, and the reason is in there, we have our Love Talk system. Mm -hmm. So you can use your smart device to help you resolve conflict with the love talk system, our communication method. Mm -hmm. But in there, you can identify your buttons. And so finances isn't the problem. It's that there's an expectation not being met. There's a fear. There's a button being pushed. Yeah. And so Seth, let's analyze your brain for a second. Okay. This is dangerous. folks. This is going to get weird, (laughs) but do you ever get upset over finances? Yes. Ah, (laughs) (laughs) that was really quick folks (laughs) that kind of scared me we're gonna have an intense counseling session right now with seth okay so when when when's the last time you got upset um man it's probably been a while since actually gotten upset but talks have or or stressed even not like angry but just even a negative emotion around finances 
Oh, probably uh, the end of the summer. Okay, the end of the summer. And yeah. you don't have to give the issue, but what, like, is there a simple way to kind of go, yeah, this thing happened, I got upset? Um, That you could share. We, <laughs> there was just... We were at that store for couples. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was just uh, legitimate about a uh, mountain of bills that came in. Yeah. Um, but our spending didn't decrease. It increased. Um, as far as like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for for entertainment or anything like right. that did not decrease to handle so those non-essential, bills. non-essential yeah. spending did not decrease. And so why did that stress you out? Uh, because it just makes me think that we need to handle these bills and get on top of that uh-huh. and be good stewards with that. And why is that important? Because what message would you get if you didn't stay on top of it or if you somehow got behind on the bills? How would that make you feel? Uh, like I'm failing. Ah, ding, 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 ding. Hey, I only had to ask, I think, one or two why questions. Yeah. We got there pretty quickly. Look at us getting there. I know. So the issue wasn't about hey, we have new bills, and hey, we need to decrease spending. The The issue that caused the angst, right, was I feel like a failure if we don't get these bills paid on time mm-hmm. and if we don't, frankly, decrease our spending to compensate. Right. I ultimately feel like a failure. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah, you should see Seth. He's tearing up right now. <laughs> <laughs> that actually happens. Seth, why are you in the corner right now in the fetal position? <laughs> He's bobbing back and forth or rocking back and forth. So it's actually really fun because at live events and things that I do around the country or the world, <laughs> I will, people come up all the time. I'm so mad about this. I'm mad about that. It's all circumstantial, right? Yeah. And then I think the last time I was, we were leading a retreat. And this couple was fighting over whether or not the boys, they had two boys, whether or not the two boys should be wrestling in the home. Okay. Now, I know, like you now know, that it's definitely not about wrestling in the home. Right. That's What is that about, right? Yeah. Nothing. But when I got to the mom's button, it was unbelievable. And funny enough, hers was failure. I'm really? going to be a bad mother if my so there was the older boy who was a huge kid apparently, mm-hmm. but you know way bigger than he should be at that age, mm-hmm. and then the younger brother was a preemie, and so uh, he's really tiny, yeah, yeah. And so her fear is that the younger one's going to get hurt, and that will be a bad reflection on her. Mm, I'm a failure. bad mother. I'm a failure as a mother. She let that happen. Yeah. She just started bawling once we got to that button. Mm. And so this is so good because, folks, you got to hear it live on air that Seth <laughs> discovered back at the end of the summer was kind of the last big negative experience you had around money mm-hmm. was really about feeling like a failure. Yeah. Yeah. So how is that for you, being a failure? <laughs> no, wait. I'm sorry. I took that in the wrong direction. Yeah. So clearly you failed. Yeah. So how's that feel? <laughs> no, but... I mean, everybody, that, that's why you want that, that, that app, that smart device app. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to call it because it's on every platform. The smart device just, app, is that okay? Or just, just, say, app? just say app. So yeah. simplify. You're kind of dating yourself when you just say oh, smart device app. That's embarrassing. <laughs> For your intelligent mobile device? For that 
<laughs> that interweb that <laughs> right. sprawls around the world. So if you just go on the line, you can go to <laughs> whoa, 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 dot. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> that was so funny. So I guess my first thing about finances is realize it's not about finances. Right. It's about, in what you shared, you feeling like a failure. Now, if we had Shauna here, which mm-hmm. maybe we just need to have her in now. Tell her to quit her job. Yeah. Okay. So that she can be in studio once a week <laughs> and make no money. D- done. Because that'll really help my fear <laughs> of failure with finances right there. <laughs> good call, Smalley Marriage Radio. See how good I am? <laughs> good call. So if Shauna was here, she would have also, if she did she have a negative reaction? Or was um, she having a negative feeling about all this? No. Okay. So, but if she was, look, everybody, what you have to understand is if you're experiencing a negative emotion, negative reaction of any kind, a button is being pushed. Mm-hmm. For Seth on that one, at the end of the summer, it was feeling like a failure. If Shauna had one, she might be feeling controlled. Mm-hmm. Right? That'd be an easy one. Like she's wanting to buy certain things and she's feeling like, hey, why, why do you get to decide what we're going to spend and not spend. Right. I'm earning this money. So yeah, why exactly. Are you yeah. So I'm feeling controlled or powerless or whatever. So there's a bunch of those. Buttons are really just feelings. And here's why, and especially when it comes to finances, why we need to get the discussion as quickly as possible down to those buttons, those feelings, mm-hmm. is that now the two of you can be teammates again. Because yeah. obviously I know Shauna. I know her pretty well. You do. And do you think she would wake up each day going, mm, how can I make <laughs> Seth feel like a mega failure today? No. And that's why we do it. Because once she hears, the, if she hears we need to stop spending so we can make up for these bills, well, that's debatable, right? Right. She could say, well, you're just wanting to do this in a month. We could take a year to do this. Mm-hmm. It's debatable. I'm not saying who's right or wrong. Right. I'm just saying, and you're accepting, and I'm shocked, actually, that you're you're receiving that, that it's debatable. Well, because I know that I want to argue facts. Right, and uh, facts are arguable. Right, and I am restraining myself as I'm learning <laughs> that you cannot argue the facts. You can't. And so, and that's the problem with staying on the financial, whether it be budget, overspending, underspending, saving too much, saving too little, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Those are all the facts. When you get down to that button, now Shauna hears, I guess, honey, I'm upset because I'm feeling like a failure. Mm-hmm. Well, now she goes instantly in her head. She's thinking, because oh, she's not evil, right? I mean, I don't, there could be things I'm unaware of. Bodies. Uh, to, to my married. knowledge, she's not evil. Okay. To your knowledge. She's hiding it very well. If she really is, because yeah. she's very sweet. Very like angelic almost. I kind of like an angel. Yeah. Oh, that's angelic. that's angelic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet you the majority of our listeners are ADD. They have to be. They better be, because if they're not, they're gonna. We don't get a lot of bad reviews. Not too many. So they must be. So, anyways, <laughs> the reason that you get on to the buttons is that <laughs> when Shauna hears, "Man, my husband's feeling like a failure. I don't want him to feel like a failure." Voila, magic, you know, abracadabra, Splink, like 
twinkle, twinkle, little star. What you guys don't see is all the motions he's doing with every single one of those words. Like he has a wand in his hand and I he did. has fairy dust that he's I sprinkling did. on me. <laughs> now we're on the team again. Yeah. Now it's my spouse is going, well, crud. So for her in this moment, we're just unpacking this and I'm making assumptions, right? But it's to help prove a point here. She may have thought, I want to spend, I want to take longer to pay back these things so that I can spend money on stuff that I like to spend on now. Mm-hmm. But once she hears you're feeling like a big old failure, she's probably going to adjust that thinking. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. And we've yeah. shared it before with my wife and I over receipts. I never cared about receipts. But once I heard, funny enough, she felt like a failure, suddenly receipts and my opinion about them changed dramatically. Yeah. Which is why we want to get down to the button. So here's a question. In your experience, uh, have you seen in relationships that um, the issue of, of money um, and the conflicts over it, over it are are greater at for newer couples, younger couples, or older? Or like, does it diminish over time? Like, is is there any correlation with time, really? That's a That's actually a very thoughtful question. I don't think I can answer that appropriately. So I, anecdotally. Can you answer it inappropriately? Yeah. I, oh, I could definitely <laughs> answer it inappropriately. I can say anecdotally, I've been doing this for over 20 years, that it's almost it's almost as if, look, if you don't do premarital education, mm-hmm. right? So like uh, we have the online course Engaged where couples learn, hey, it's not about the facts. It's about the buttons, right? Mm-hmm. Then if and most couples don't do premarital education, so if you don't, then I would almost say it's a newly married issue that will continue mm. on however long they're married and however long they remain ignorant to why they're actually arguing. Okay, how's that for an answer? No, it's really good. And I actually think that's probably pretty accurate. Would be my guess because the the deal with conflict, it's not like. You, if you, it's not like when you get married. Again, if you don't do any training or education, it's not like when you get married, you're going to be super healthy for five to seven years, and then all of a sudden, you're going to be unhealthy. <laughs> right? It's you're unhealthy. Everybody is unhealthy, and the way to set your marriage up for success is to get that training and education to be healthy before you get married. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. If you don't, then it starts immediately. And that was my wife and I. I mean, that that didn't take years to develop. I mean, we were at each other's throats right out of the box. Yeah. On the other end, you might be able to like put on a good face for a long time, but still the frustrations are there. Well, you say put on a good face, but I would say avoid. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you might avoid it, and so no, there's no. Well, the funny thing about avoiding is there's conflict. It's going unresolved. Right. You might not be yelling and screaming right now. Something's going to give. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like a volcano, right? It's like pressure, pressure, pressure. Yeah. So, man, that was really, that was such an insightful question to ask. Oh, thank you. I mean, the answer was better. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to earn my keep than the question. But I, man, I'm so excited that people got to hear that because. That's really what it's about. If you don't get prepared and don't know how to handle your relationship when it gets difficult, you're in trouble. 
period, end of story. And you'll be troubled immediately, right? Yeah. And so that's why this show, I think, is so helpful because, I mean, our our desire is to expose the folks, the listener, to healthy marriage education, relationship education principles. And if you apply them to your relationship, they actually work. So remember, couples don't fight about money. They're fighting about those feelings, those buttons, right? And you can discover what your buttons are if you just download that app, mm-hmm. reignite you your marriage. All right, so that's number one. Did, did that give a good framework? Did I do it or do we need more? No, I think that's a very solid framework. So my producer is happy. Well, Uh-oh. I knew you were going to do that. I don't know why I asked. <laughs> that was a mistake. So now to the listener's question. We're not going to read her entire question, but she starts off with, I fight very often with my husband because he's a spender. Very nice and kind to other, but when he's done with all his money, he bullies me to give him more. I know, and this was interesting in her question, I know we should have one account, but I can never do that again because of past several disappointments. Can we start there? Sure. We can I know we are only to have one account. What do you hear in that? Well, I mean, that's her belief that that's how things should be. So if you're a husband and a wife, you should only have one bank account. Well, I think she's saying they should have a shared account. Well, that's but that's what it's saying. Yeah. You, well, yeah. she says one account that's shared. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But just one, not multiple mm-hmm. accounts. So, am, I mean, am they I both have reading equal, into that? No, that they both have equal access to all their money, I think is the point that she's trying to make. Wow. You're really trying to help her. I don't like where you're going with this. <laughs> so, I mean, I think is that true? I think that's ideal. So if you're going to be a healthy husband and wife, you've got to have one account that gives equal access to both parties, no matter what, to all the money. Yeah, when you're a, when you're a healthy couple like you prefaced, I think that oh, is the ideal. Oh, like I prefaced. Yeah, I think that is the ideal arrangement. Now, when it's when it's not healthy, then you set up proper boundaries. I'm so mad at you right now because you're smart, <laughs> analytical jerk. <laughs> yes, I wish I hadn't prefaced it because I was trying to trap the great Seth, and I failed miserably. <laughs> I, I want to be really clear, and Seth, thank you, because that's the point. If you are healthy and functional, so my wife and I, we share one account. What about you and Shauna? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we Seth, do. Seth, be honest. Okay, well, I have like a secret stash. Ah, <laughs> but it's under the mattress, so that yeah, doesn't count. She kind of knows where it is. So. Yeah. <laughs> She gets into the thing. <laughs> all the, hey, I had all this. So if you are healthy and honoring, then yeah, it's fine. Have a shared account. However, if one of you is not healthy and honoring, do you do you have to have one account? No. No. And it's called a boundary. So for this listener, I guess we want to start off by encouraging this wife. There's nothing wrong with having multiple accounts. No. Mm -hmm. It's like people, I get this, and it's kind of a separate issue, but I think it's the same, and you can shame me. I give you permission. (laughs) Oh, okay. But 
I hear all the time from couples, you have to sleep in the same room, right? If you're good, if you're healthy, you got to sleep in the same room. Uh, well, what if you're like me and you're a major snorer? Is that the end of the world if Amy wakes up and can't get back to sleep to go sleep in another room? No. No. Or you'd be kind and just go to sleep in another room. Which, by the way, I do. There's many nights that I'll wake up and I'll realize I'm out of control because the snoring woke myself up. (laughs) Yeah. You know that's bad at that point. And so I will... I will go and and remove myself to the couch. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the point is to love and serve each other. So there could be, I mean, there's, there. look, honor each other. And by the way, sometimes you might honor each other by sleeping in a different room. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're doing that out of anger and bitterness, you're in trouble. Right. But it's also okay if it makes sense for your relationship. Maybe there's a physical thing. Like when my father was was dying, right? Uh, yeah, that wasn't good for my mom to sleep in the same bed with him while he was sick and he had all the things and all that. Yeah. You know, and, and to put that expectation on someone would be disgusting, in mm-hmm. my opinion. So there are healthy reasons and loving reasons to be in a different bed, and you're okay. Yeah. Same thing with finance. And I think a key thing that you said there is as long as you're not doing it out of anger or bitterness. Because I have um, friends um, that uh, – a couple that they had separate separate accounts that the husband did that with um, basically negative mean motives. It wasn't to set proper boundaries for her. It was because like, hey, I don't want you to know what I'm making. You're not getting any of this. And so I can – do what I want. Yeah, which is messed up. That's mm-hmm. not good. Right. That is going to lead to problems. I think we're almost starting to get into like a broader, bigger global issue. Oh, global? Yeah, this is almost a really good discussion about sin. Mm-hmm. Because people, and especially Christians, and you Christians get really annoying to me from time to time. <laughs> I know. I am also a Christ follower. But I swear it's the rules and the things we can and cannot do it. It just relax and know everything can be sinful. Mm-hmm. Everything. So wine or alcohol, can it be abused? Yeah, absolutely. But it can also not be abused. So right. relax. It's okay. I talked to a pastor over the weekend who doesn't drink because his brother is an addict. That's a perfectly reasonable reason mm-hmm. not to do that. But people get so lost on, can I smoke? Can I drink? Can I do this? Can we watch this type of movie? Can blah, 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 blah. Listen, chill. Define your actions by, does it honor God and does it honor others? Mm -hmm. Right? And so back to now the financial conversation, there are times where, like you said, Seth, the healthy, loving thing to do is to set a boundary. Mm -hmm. Because, hey, my spouse, this is a major problem. And she went on in her in her question, which again we're not going to read it all. But you know, she's like, "Hey, there's times where we got four kids, and they're trying. She's trying to make ends meet for the kids, but the husband's giving all their money away. Yeah, given to people and not poor people. She said, just anybody who has a need. So she's trying to set him up like he's really nice, giving guy. Mm-hmm. But yet our kids are getting in trouble. Right? We're not able to buy clothes for them or, or food or schooling stuff. Blah blah blah." And so at that point, he's not honoring his wife 
financially, mm-hmm. right? Because she goes in to even talk about how he bullies her at times and demands that she give him whatever money she has, right? Mm-hmm. And put it into that account that he spends however he wants. Well, this gentleman has lost the right to have a co-account. Yeah. Right? For sure. And everybody, that's okay. I don't need to be punitive about that, right? Well, I'm mad at you, and so I'm taking my ball, and I'm leaving the. No, it's, honey, I love you, but we have four kids. I don't agree with how you're spending, and the opinion doesn't matter. It's out of control to me, and you're unwilling, because she shared in this that when she does try to not give, or not put that money in to try to save it for the kids or f- the gas bill, you know, mm-hmm. the mortgage payment. He'll get really angry, threaten divorce, and call her family. Um, That's not okay. Right. Right? So there's nothing. I mean, I, I get it with these questions. We're only getting her side. Okay? For but sure. at least the information that we're given that's not healthy. That's not okay. She, the loving thing would be to say, hey, I love you. I am so sorry, but I cannot trust. So the money I earn is going into my own account that you're not going to have access to until you can earn the right to have a co-account with me. Yeah. Fair? Yeah. Anything wrong with that? No, not at all. As long as you said that she's not using this as a vindictive thing or as a punitive thing. Well, and where I want to encourage folks is that the worst thing you can do with a spouse, a child, anybody is enable their behavior, right? And that's where I want this lady to hear me right now. You're enabling your husband's poor financial behavior. I get it. He threatens divorce. I get it. You tried to go to counseling and he fired the pastor as a counselor because he didn't like what the pastor told him. All right. You have more power than you realize. She does. Yeah. And you need to set up the boundary. And, and and actually, specifically for this for this listener, I would tell you, you need to see a professional because I'm concerned just by the some of the things you shared in this question that there might be some emotional abuse occurring in your relationship. Mm-hmm. And like we've said many times before, that is unacceptable. That's not right. okay. That is a bad situation. And so I would encourage you to get some professional help right here. And that's is something that you you do need a third party professional yes. to advise on, and not just even a you know a, a pastor or someone. You need someone in training. Yes, a hundred percent. Because, dude, how many times do I have people coming up to me at events or in a intensive? My spouse is emotionally abused. They don't know what that really means, and right. and and honestly, nine times out of ten, they're wrong. Mm-hmm. They're, it's not. It's hurtful and. It's bad conflict, but it's not abusive. But the, some of the stuff that she was sharing in her question kind of came across that way. So she needs to realize she you have more power than you realize. And if he can't honor your finances, there has to be boundaries set, right? So it's okay. You can have a good marriage. Frankly, this will help you have a better marriage. Because now you get to protect money for yourself, for the kids, for the bills, whatever, that might get the ball rolling in the right direction with your husband. Yeah. Doesn't guarantee it, mm-hmm. but it certainly could happen. And then don't forget, see that professional. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a big deal. But maybe here to wrap it up, I 
you know, because I like kind of where we went there just a little bit ago, that your relationship is about honoring God and honoring your spouse. So like me and snoring, it's a good thing for me to let Amy fall asleep first. Mm -hmm. So there's many nights where we might not be laying next to each other to fall because I fall asleep too quickly. (laughs) It's like five, four, three. (laughs) And so it is a loving thing for me. Now, look, ideally, yes, obviously, if Amy and I could get into bed together, both fall asleep at the same time, right. and her husband doesn't snore like and a never freight train. Never throughout the night. You know, I did the sleep apnea home study. Yeah. Did you know this? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Did I tell you the decibel level of which my snoring <laughs> no. is? Yeah. This is embarrassing, dude. It's bad. <laughs> I am at the same decibel level as a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> What is that? Probably like 80? 70 something. 70 something. Only you would know the potential <laughs> decibel. You're such a dork. It's like 77, something like that. I hate you. <laughs> so, hey, listen, guess what that means? I, I don't necessarily get to just lay there in bed with my wife and fall asleep because I go too quickly. And that would make it difficult to sleep. Yeah. So. <sighs> Anything else to add? No, I feel like we've done a good amount of adding and rambling. <laughs> this is actually one of my favorite shows we've done in a long time. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm going to be honest. All right. Well, don't forget, everybody, if you want to turn your relationship around starting today, check out our online courses at smalleyinstitute.com, where we have hours of video from our very best series, all there to help you build a better relationship. And if you enjoy the show, come on now. What can they do, Seth? Oh, they can write us a review. They can let us know. Go to iTunes Podcasts and let us know if we Or actually... Google Play. Yeah. Nah, nobody's on Google Play. <laughs> and just let us know if uh, we're actually putting out helpful content or not. And uh, that actually, like, actually helps other listeners find us as well. It does. And also, on these very show notes, there is a link because we want you to submit your story and get a chance to be interviewed on our show. So you can click on that link as well. And if you have a story of redemption or healing or or forgiveness, something powerful, we want to hear it and we want to have you on the show. So check that out as well. Well, Smalley Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Smalley Institute. If your marriage is on life support, reignite your relationship in only two days. Find out more online at smalleyinstitute.com or call us toll-free at 888-565-6462. Till the tears run down from my eyes, Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can anybody find me somebody to love? Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. Somebody to love. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.